Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are bringing hope and impacting our community by leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe your life will be transformed through this week's message. So let's jump right into it. Good morning, Father's House. How's everybody doing today? Everybody fired up? Ready? All right, let's do this. Uh, Help me welcome our online church, please. Welcome them all in. Thank you for joining us online. Uh, Well, I'm super excited this morning to be wrapping up the series on life life hacks. Let's see, I just hacked that up. That's part of what I do around here. No, I'm just kidding. But before we jump into it, I want to remind everyone exactly what a life hack is. And it's a trick, uh, tilt, or shortcut that makes everyday life easier. So who is ready for one of those? Well, I got one special for you today. So listen, I'm from Alabama, small town. In case you can't tell by my accent, I'm from up north. So Casey and I, we eat fresh eggs. Uh, Every time we go to Alabama, uh, we've got chickens up there. Man, we bring loads of them back. We don't refrigerate them. We don't wash them. But sometimes we go away on vacation, and, and you do the same. So when you come back, you're always like, if you've been gone a week or two, you're like, I wonder if these eggs are any good. So the way you tell is you just take one and you drop it in a glass of water. And if it sinks, it's good. It's still good. But if it floats, it's bad. Now, don't try this with your children. (laughs) If you throw your child in the pool and he sinks, that just means he can't swim. That does not give any indication of whether he's going to grow up to be a good egg or not, okay? So do not try that on with him. AJ, will you come on up and get this, man? Thank you. Um, well, I got a good news for you today. Pastor Terry asked me to wrap this up, and he wanted me to do life hacks on parenting. And that's really, really good news for you today because as I started putting this together, I ran across this meme right here, and it actually wraps today up for me. It says, parenting hacks. There are no hacks. Everything is hard. These kids don't listen. This is your life now. Godspeed. So we can pray and go home. Shortest sermon on record at the Father's house right there. When he gave it to me, I thought, oh, he thinks I'm a great dad. Now I realize he just knew I could get through that one. So thank you, Pastor Terry. Uh, But the reality is here at the Father's house, guys, we love kids. We love parents. We love families. And if you look around, you'll see that families come in all shapes and sizes this morning. We've got single parent families in our church. We've got uh, blended families. Uh, We've got Families that are fostering kids. We've got families that are going through adoption. We have couples in here that are believing for kids. We have grandparents that are raising kids. So families truly, truly come in all shapes and sizes. But there's one thing that connects us all, and I want you to know this. And all parents, you already know this. No matter what our family looks like, we want the best for our kids. We have dreams for our kids. We're believing God for the best in our kids. And we're all in that same situation. Um, You know, we don't always know what to do. We don't always uh, know how to do it. But what we do know is that we want to do what God wants us to do. Right? Amen. That was a good place for amen. You guys are slipping this morning. It's you, not me. (laughs) All right. We want to do it God's way. But, you know, we're all on that journey, the parenting journey. Some of us have already been down on it. Some of us are on it right now, and it's easy when you start facing the reality of parenting every day. It's easy to become overwhelmed. And I know for Casey and I, man, we're right there in the trenches right now with Levi and Knox. We're, we're, 
we're walking through things we've never walked through before. We're answering questions. Uh, we're having to answer them on the fly. And sometimes we just have to make things up that sound really good, right? <laughs> gotta, sometimes you've got to make up that holy answer that, that you think God would be proud of. And sometimes we don't know how to pray. We laugh at that, but sometimes we really don't know. We don't know what to pray. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We don't know what not to do. But it's at times like these, guys, that we really have to remind ourselves that all this actually means we're in the right place. Amen? It reminds us of how desperately that we really need God. And that's actually a great place for us to be this morning because when we open up our hearts to God, He has a lot to say, and He's right there to fill us up. Right? I love in the Scripture, it says in Philippians, says that my God will meet... Everybody say these next three words with me. All your needs according to His riches and according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. See, guys, God has riches for us when it comes to parenting. And today, He's ready just to put those into our lives so we can walk it out. Amen? Amen. So, as our, so our jobs as parents um, is basically to open up our hearts and to open up our lives. And God's going to do the rest, okay? So if you're taking notes, get your pens out today, you're going to want to write this one down. And this is hack number one. It takes all of us, okay? Parenting is one of those topics, and I realize this, that um, when you say, hey, today we're going to talk about parenting, a lot of you guys will check out. And, and you just you say, you know what? I'm going to self-eliminate this time. This is not for me. I have really nothing to do with this. But I want to challenge that today. And I want to do that through a set of questions. And everybody has to participate, okay? But all you got to do is raise your hand, okay? All right, first question. How many of you guys are parents in here today? Raise your hand. Wow, we've got a lot of them in here today. Okay, good. That's awesome. How many of you guys know someone who's a parent? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. How many of you guys had a parent? Okay, so if you answered yes or raised your hand to any of these questions, this is for you, all right? This is for you. This message, don't check out on me. It's for you. And why is that? Because it takes all of us. And you've probably heard this proverb before. It's, it takes a village to raise a child. And you know, when I was preparing all this, I was uh, looking around, and I actually saw this meme on the internet, which is really cool, and it says, you know how they say it takes a child, uh, village to raise a child? Just wondering if someone could give me directions to this village <laughs> so I could drop my kids off, amen? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys, but I do not have the address. I, cannot, I, don't, I don't know where it's at. But listen, it really is true. It really does take all of us. It takes mentors. It takes coaches. It takes teachers and principals. It takes our midweek small group leaders next door at youth. It takes our Sunday morning small group leaders and TFH kids. It takes everyone. It takes Lisa. It takes Warren. Everybody in the front of the house. It takes everyone. It takes aunts. It takes uncles. It takes friends. It takes family. It takes everyone. Why is that? Because our kids need the deposit that God has put in us. And it has got to flow through us. It's got to funnel. It's, we, we've got to be a funnel through us into them. Listen, guys, every time you have an opportunity, uh, no matter what age kids you're around, take the time to speak into them, to bless them, to affirm, to encourage. More than anything else, though, point them to Jesus. Listen to this study I heard about the other day. It found that the most likely scenario of a person that keeps their faith and stays involved in church 
after high school has a five to one ratio. Five Christian adults pouring into every just one student. That's, that's scary. When you stop back and you stop and think about it, how many people are really pouring into my child? Do I have five people? If you don't, you may want to look into that. You may want to get them in next door with some small group leaders. You may want to get them in youth. It's very important. And listen, Proverbs backs this up. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, people fall off and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. Come on, look at somebody and say it takes all of us. It takes all of us. And here's our second hack. And this one's huge, guys. If, if you're writing, if you're taking your notes, please write this one down. Because it's so important for us to receive this. And that is that there are no perfect parents. There's no perfect parents. And all you parents know this. But sometimes it's hard for us to acknowledge that, right? When it comes to our own parenting journey. It's hard to accept that truth. Hey, listen. Parenting's hard. Would you agree with that? Parenting is really hard. Look, parenting's difficult. I don't think y'all get Parenting's hard, right? Man, y'all are dead in here today. It's that kind of hard that you cannot possibly know until you become one. That's the kind of hard it is. You have no idea until you become one. And some of y'all are doing this. And I'm sure we all have done it. I, I did it myself in the past before I had kids. We'd be judging people with kids. <laughs> judging them hard, too. You know what I'm saying? You're, some of y'all are doing it right now. You don't even have kids yet, so y'all are doing it right now. Y'all are judging parents. Talking about, I'll never let my kids act like that in a restaurant. Really? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I'll never say because I said so. Yes, you will. Come on, let's get honest in here today. I'll never give my kids a device. All right, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Just because of these things, because there's no manual, it's hard. Parenting really is hard. It's crazy too, man. It's like somebody giving you a space shuttle and saying, here, man, have fun flying this thing. <laughs> and that's exactly what it's like. It's crazy. We're giving these kids and said, okay, you're a parent. Have fun. Have fun raising them. And, and, and because of that, it's hard. Because there's no manual, it really is hard. And because of that, we're going to mess up. Listen, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Amen? I think we know that, but we've really got to receive that today so we can let God's grace do that work in our heart, you know, so we can forgive ourselves some things that we've, we've done. And again, I don't want to bring it down. We're having fun here today. But how many of you guys, and be honest, have ever had a parenting fail? Yeah, doesn't it feel good just to be honest? How many of you have ever temporarily misplaced a child? <laughs> I may have done that two, three, four. Who's counting? Who's counting, really? Um, but let's be honest in here today. How many of you guys have ever been to a sporting event and you let the emotion of the moment just take you over and you verbally say some things that you probably should never have said? At a little league game. Okay. That's, so that's not just me. That's not just me. All right, let's get real real in here today. How many of you have ever melted your kid's face off? 
Oh, that's just Casey? All right, so look, I'm going to tell you. Y'all want to hear a story? All right, so listen. Casey and, and, uh, and Tanya, everybody knows Tanya, uh, and Levi, when he was little, he was just old enough to start eating mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and all that stuff. And we went to Ruby Tuesdays, and we were at the table having this conversation. We were all into it, you know, and the waitress comes, and she puts the food down. And I just take those mashed potatoes and slide them over in front of Levi. Well, Casey, in conversation, not paying attention, she just snatched the spoon up and just, whoop, he hits the roof. I mean, he has, listen, this kid has PTSD. <laughs> he's seven years old now, and he still has not forgot that. Listen, his, his maximum temperature for anything is lukewarm now. That's just the way he is. And it was so bad, we've never been back to Ruby Tuesdays. I'm scared to, they probably got us on video. I'm sure we got reported to somebody that day. I don't know who it was. But listen, we're going to mess up, guys. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. And if that was the end of the story, you know, we're all in trouble. But I got good news for you today. And everybody write this down. Hack number three, God is with us. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's hard. Yes, we're, we're going to mess up, but we're not alone, right? We're not alone. And usually we read this verse at Christmas. But I think it's just as powerful today in August as it is in December, right? Scripture carries over from month to month. Isn't that great? And it's Matthew 1.23, and it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear its son, and they shall call his name, read it out loud, God with us. Listen, he loves you as a parent. He loves you as a person. God loves parents. And, and more, listen, he knows what we're going through. He understands it. And more than anything, if we'll just let him, he wants to step into our lives today, and he wants to help us. And 2 Corinthians speaks to this. He says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So you don't have it all together? Perfect. You're in the right spot this morning to let God step in. It goes on to say, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Listen, I'm not going to pretend to be the perfect parent. I'm not even going to strive to be the perfect parent. I'm going to be the submitted parent that recognizes this next truth. And it's that we may not be perfect parents, but we serve a perfect God. Amen? Amen. That was a good place for when y'all caught it that time. Listen, we do serve a perfect God. And if that wasn't true, man, we'd be in trouble, right? Our kids would be in trouble. But because it is true, there's hope. And I don't know what you walked in here with today as a parent. I mean, just thinking back over my own parenting journey, man, I've had so many fails. So many fails. I've messed up so much. There's been so many moments in my life where I felt alone, where I, or I just I felt isolated a lot of times in my parenting journey. But I want you to know today, and I want you to write these down. It's important that we receive this. Just know today that His presence is with you. Amen? Amen. God is with you. The Holy Spirit, who the Bible tells us is our best friend, He's the one that supplies all wisdom. He is right there with us today. Hey, everybody, His peace. His peace is with us. Listen, when we don't know what to do, Philippians 4 says His transcending peace can be right there just to carry us throughout the day, right? Listen, His power is with us. That same power that raised Christ from the dead that we sang about today that turns graves into gardens, that same power 
lives in you. It's with us. We always have that. And as a parent, those, there's no dead-end street. When you have Christ, when you have that power, there is no dead-end street. Every time you walk down a tough road, every time you go through a tough situation or a tough season in life, fear not because God can resurrect and He can bring back to life any situation. Amen? Amen. Amen. His forgiveness is with us. And this is important. I'm praying today that you guys receive that that you let grace and, and you receive forgiveness and you just let that grace rest on you today because we've all made mistakes. But it's time we stop wearing those mistakes and we let the grace of God separate it as far as the east is from the west, right? And again, I know we walked in here maybe this morning with uh, shame, guilt, or maybe some condemnation, but before we leave here today, guys, God's going to do a great work in us as parents. I promise you promise you just hang on hang in there with me for a little bit and I think today is also going to be a great jump start for those of us that are uh, that are taking these notes doing these parenting hacks and uh, it's going to set us on the right course today and give us a refresh and hack number four we have to recognize that they belong to God they belong to him guys they're, they're not our kids they're his kids we're just stewarding we're just stewarding these kids Psalms 127 says children are a heritage from the Lord. They are a gift from Him. They belong to Him. Offspring, a reward from Him. And what I love about this truth is that it clarifies our role as a parent, right? Listen, you may want to write this down. I'm not an owner. I'm a steward. I'm a steward. You're a steward. And we have a very specific job description. And man, I'm telling you, the Bible just completely lays it out. No mystery to it. How many of you would like to know it? Nobody? Okay, two people want to know the, the, the job description as a parent. I'm going to give it to you. Psalm 78 says this, We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders, so that the next generation might know them. Even the children yet not born, they in turn will teach their own children, so that each generation should set its hope anew on God not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his command. And that, my friends, is our job description as parents. <clears throat> God wants you to know today, guys, you're a steward, and your job is to point them to him, to open up his word, to show these kids that he is a perfect God and that he's done a great work in your, li in, in your life. And, uh, you know, we've got to tell our testimony. Our kids have to hear our testimony. The good, the bad, and unfortunately the ugly. Because they need to know what God has done for me and this is what God can do for you. Amen? They've got to know that. Listen, they're His. They belong to Him. So we've got to let go of the pressure this morning of being an owner. And for me and Casey, this was so much easier of an idea to, to know than to live out. How many of you know it's a lot easier to know things than to live it out and to walk in it, right? Man, it's so much easier. And God had to break this off of our life earlier this year, and it happened through a uh, particular set of circumstances back earlier. And I want to invite my wife, Casey, up. She's going to give you a small testimony about some of the things that we went through and how trusting God and, and, and everything can, can really bring you through some stuff. Hello. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about Knox today, um, or Benjamin, depending on what day you catch him on. 
He is um, our strong-willed child. If you are raising a strong-willed child or have raised a strong-willed child, you already know, they swim upstream. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Nothing is really easy with them. Um, but something more was going on with him last year. Something wasn't right with him. He was super emotional. He was lashing out in anger, and he was having a lot of meltdowns. You know, as a mom, as a parent, you, you know when something's not right. So something wasn't right. Everyone, I'm a fixer, so I'm trying to figure out what it is. Everyone had an opinion. None of them were good. It was either my parenting um, skills, <clears throat> it was either my parenting skills or they, that he needed medication. So I remember laying in my living room floor and I was crying. Every, he was at work, they were at school. And I was just crying and praying to God like, God, you made him. I don't want to mess him up. Please show me what I'm missing. And then I got up and went about my day, you know, like you do, you have to pull yourself together. So um, a couple of weeks later, we were at a routine dental appointment and the dentist is doing his teeth and he said, wow, Knox's tonsils are like really big. Did you know that? And I said, no, I've never noticed that. He said, you need to take him to an ear, nose and throat doctor to have his tonsils looked at. They are very large. So I thought, great, that's what I need to do. One more thing to have to deal with. Let me jump through the hoops to get an appointment. But I did only to find out that the ear, nose, and throat doctor had no concerns about his tonsils. Um, he said that due to Knox not being sick all the time, that the tonsils really weren't an issue, he would likely grow into them. So, fast forward six months later, I wish I could have fast forwarded six months later, but I couldn't, so six months later, we're back at the dentist. The dentist says, Miss Nation, I told you to take him to the ear, nose, and throat doctor. His tonsils are really big, and I said, I took him. They, they, he's fine. Like they said he was fine. He's not sick. It, his tonsils are fine. Um, and then he said these words to me. Have you noticed any behavior issues with him? And it was like alarm bells, right? I was like, this is confirmation. Okay. It is the tonsils. I, thank you, God, for helping me. So I was glad that God revealed the issue. I had, I mean, just in my spirit immediately, I, I had peace about the situation. So I go back to the ear, nose, and throat doctor. This is, I think, our third visit. I walked in with an agenda. <laughs> I told him I wanted a sleep study as soon as possible, like tomorrow. We did the sleep study. We got a call back from the office, and guess what? Nothing. Nothing. He like had one little apnea spell. It was tiny. They did not recommend surgery. I'm sorry, Miss Nation, we don't recommend the surgery. Now, he said that Knox didn't check all the boxes because he wasn't sick, he wasn't having the apnea that one night at the, the sleep study, um, and it wouldn't warrant the removal of the tonsils. We have to have the doctor's referral to remove the tonsils for insurance to cover it. So I was at a roadblock, but I knew in my spirit these tonsils were an issue, right? So over the next couple of weeks, I prayed really hard, and I had my intercessors praying with me just for God to, to make things happen. And I don't know, I just woke up one day and I was like, we're having these tonsils taken out. We're, we're taking them out. If Chris has to take him in the back and do it, whatever. And I will. I will. We I'll are getting it. the tonsils out. So I drove back to Orlando to the specialist. I'm sure he was really excited to see me come in the office. Um, so he came in, told me the same thing he had told me over the phone. Knox doesn't check all the boxes, blah, blah, blah. Um, See, God made me a researcher. So before I went to the doctor, I had a 
I had already done all my research on how sleep can affect your child or lack thereof. So I had a whole list topped up, a list of reasons that he was in fact going to take these tonsils out and how he was going to write it in the chart so that my insurance would cover it. <laughs> so the next month, the tonsils were removed. <laughs> Yeah. And the insurance paid it at 100%. <laughs> Yay, God, right? <laughs> so after two very hard weeks of healing, um, a brand-new child emerged. His anger was, was gone. He had not been sleeping well for two years. Like, can you imagine how you feel after, you, you know, cranky? He was so cranky. He was a ball of emotions. Um, he started eating things that I thought he was just going into that picky phase of childhood. No, he couldn't swallow it. I had no clue. He didn't tell, you know, he wasn't able to communicate that to me. He was hangry. He had been <laughs> hangry. No wonder he was punching people, right? <laughs> so I walk away from this experience learning these things. God was intentional when he chose me for the children that I would steward. He made these children to meet his needs and not mine. He doesn't expect them to fit into boxes. He has set them apart. Just because someone with a title before their name says it does not make it so. He gave them to me because he trusts that I will seek him during their raising. So I will always consult their creator before I consult a spectator. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Thank you, baby. Take those with you. Wow. I will consult my creator before a spectator. I like that. I like that. And that leads us right into our next hack today, and that is number five. They require our intentionality. Listen, again, perfection can never, ever be reached as a parent, but we can all be intentional, right? And you, you may say today, look, in the past I haven't been intentional, and, and you may feel a little discouraged this morning, but today you can refocus and you can start today. You see, intentionality is what we do with today and how we live into tomorrow, okay? That's intentionality. And our kids need that. They need our intentionality. Listen, Proverbs 22.6 says this, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Isn't that great? Man, that's really cool. But that train up gets my attention. It's a word that's all about intentionality. The original language means this, to initiate or to dedicate. It's to be dedicated to raising up our kids. Train up to initiate, not to respond, but to initiate, to be intentional. And that's the goal here today. We want to help you be more intentional when you're building your parenting plan. Or maybe if you, you're going to do a refresh today, you, you have to be more intentional. It's a great time. Today is a good day for a checkup. And there's a great teaching out there that, that I heard that really... It really helps to give you framework, and it frames up parenting in four different seasons. And I want to go through these with you. The first season that needs an intentional plan is the discipline years, okay? And that's ages zero to five. And honestly, as parents, during these years, we're, we're just trying to teach them how to obey, okay? We're making sure they don't jump in the street in front of traffic. We're making sure they don't touch the fire because it's hot. They really don't understand yet, but we're just protecting them. And honestly, we're teaching them that they can trust us. And trust as a parent is huge. It's a really big deal. The next season is ages 5 to 12, okay? That's the training years. That's where we really begin to teach the why behind the what. Um, and if you're in this season, I'm in this season with a couple of my kids. 
uh, it can be exhausting because it's so much easier uh, just to stay in discipline mode, right? And say, hey, just don't do that. Don't do that. It's so much easier, but now we've got to help them understand why you're not supposed to do that. You know, we, like with Levi Knox, we're going through it now. Like, hey, clean your room. Why? Because we respect the thing. Right. Mom will do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, because we respect the things that God's given us. We have to let them know the why behind the what. This next season is ages 12 to 18. And these are the coaching years. And this is, you know, where we're really stepping a little more to the sidelines now. And we're still protecting them. And we're, we're, we're kind of watching over the field of their life. And we're, we're creating boundaries in this time. But this is a space where we really step back and we let them begin to process. And we help them process. We help them learn uh, that relationship that comes between action and result. And the goal of this time is to, to really to have a lot of conversations where you're talking things out. And honestly, we're, we're letting them experience these things, and some of the pain that comes along with consequences. We're still protecting them, of course, but we're not letting them get too far away, but we're letting them touch that just a little bit so we can have a great follow-up conversation. It's so important, so important to be a good coach. And all that leads up to the friendship season, which is 18-plus. And our goal here is to raise children that want to be with us and with each other just to have that kind of a family culture. Now, this teaching today, that's a good framework. It's a good jump start. And each of these seasons can use a lot of intentionality. But I want to make sure that you know today as a church that we're here to serve you during these times uh, as you help build that plan and raise your kids. You know, one way we want to do that is, is, is through TFH Kids. Get your kids in here on Sunday morning. Another way we want to help, TFH Youth. You've got to get those kids in here. We are here to serve you. We also have resources in the foyer that we can hook you up with that can be a great help. But more than anything, you know, we'd like to have a conversation with you, really, and help you walk through some things and talk through some things to help you build that intentionality around your plan, around your parenting plan. And it's our honor as a church to do that for you. We really look forward to helping you build plans. And one last thing I want to give you uh, that's practically is just a daily checklist. And like I said, the framework's good, but I want you to have something for today. And this is a daily checklist, and I call it the four T's. And the first T is time. Every day, no matter what season you're in, no matter where they're at, you, 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 you want to spend quality time with them, or quantity time, uh, both if possible. This is when you're connecting with them. Uh, it's important when you're doing this not to just bring them into your world, but to step into theirs also. Do things that they love to do. Be intentional about spending time with them in their world. And here's the next one, and that's touch. Of course, appropriate physical touch is massive. And I, when I got to looking at this, I was just blown away at how important this is. And honestly, this is easier to do when they're smaller. It gets a little tougher as they grow up, but it's just as important in those teenage, teenage years as it is uh, in some cases as it is when they're younger. Here's the third one. Talk. Every single day, we're seizing opportunities. We're looking for an open door to have meaningful conversations with our kids. Got to talk it out. And it won't always be every day. You know, sometimes, but, but we're always looking for that open door. Amen? 
And someone once said that if you're talking as a parent, you're winning. So keep talking. Keep having the conversations. You're going to be okay. And here's the fourth one. And I, re I really like this one. It's pretty cool. And that's traditions. Traditions. It's just things that makes our family our family. And, you know, building culture around holidays and just common interests and hobbies, things that, you know, people may look at and be like, man, that's ridiculous. But for you and your family, it's just what you do. Build that culture. I think it makes families sticky also, like Velcro. Uh, when kids have something in their families that they can't get anywhere else, they always want to be a part of it. They always want to be a part of that tradition, a part of that culture. And again, today, this is just a jump start. There's a lot here. I hope it's helpful to you. But the main thing you need to take away is let's be intentional. Look at somebody and say intentional. Yeah. And here's why, if, as if you need any more motivation. Because the days are long, but the years are short. And time is going to fly by. It's going to fly by. So yeah, today is a great day to start being intentional. And listen, you do that, and God for sure is going to bless that. Here's our last point we're going to pray this morning. Hack number five, they need us to fight for them. I told you that last year, and it's still true today. And I want all of our kids and our students that are in here this morning, I want you to hear this. I want you to know that we are fighting for you. Listen, we're not perfect parents. Okay, guys? We're not perfect mentors. We're not perfect coaches. But we do believe in you. Listen, I can only imagine what it feels like to be growing up in this generation. And I'm not negative about it. I'm full of optimism about it because I know that God does his best work in the darkness. Amen? So we need to make sure that we are fighting for our kids. We've got to up our game in the spiritual fight. I mean, every single day, we need to be fighting. So let's take a stand for the hearts of that next generation, okay? Let's fight to, for protection over their hearts because the heart is the wellspring of life, okay? It's the wellspring of life. So we have to protect our kids and fight for their hearts. We've got to protect their faith. There's a, battle, there's a battle right now going on, guys, in this world. And I know you all know this. And it's all about truth. What's true? What's not true? Well, listen, God's voice is truth. God's voice is true yesterday. It's true today. And it's going to be true tomorrow. So we have to keep them involved. We've got to keep them connected here through their small groups, their classes, and all these other resources that we have. Guys, we have to raise our kids up in God's house. We have to. The Bible tells us in Psalm 92 that they will flourish in the courts of their God. So we've got to fight for that. We've got to fight for their faith. We've got to get them here. And again, one of the best ways to fight for their faith is just to share your testimony with them. Share your story about God. Here's what he did for me. Here's what he's going to do for you. We've got to fight. Listen, all the negativity that's around them right now wants them to believe that the future is going to be so much worse than the past. But like I said, I believe the opposite. I believe the, the, the best is actually yet to come for these kids. Listen, God's going to use them in powerful ways. So go ahead and get ready. Listen, let me tell you something. The key to revival, the key to the future, has always been the next generation. It's always been the key, the next generation. So we've got to fight for that. And right now while I have the mic, I want to, I want to speak on behalf of the parents and the adults in this room over you kids. You really need to hear this. You need to look up. Look up here right now. If you're a kid in this room, you're going back to school. 
You need to hear this. Listen, guys, you are salt. You're light. You're a city on a hill. Yes, if God is for you, who can be against you? You're the head. You're not the tail. You're above. You're not beneath. Listen, God's presence is with you. His power is with you. He has good things for you, guys, that He planned a long time ago. Listen, God's hand is on your life. You're a leader. You're not a follower. Now get out there. Change the world. Do not let the world change you. Amen? Do not let the world change you. Come on, guys. We've got to fight for that. That's something we have to fight for. Because, listen, no matter how successful we are in life, no matter how much money we make, it's not going to matter. Our true legacy will always be our kids. Listen, a while, man, come on up. <clears throat> a while back, I came across this story about the olive tree. Man, fantastic. So fascinating. And uh, show that on the screen, please. This is a picture. This is the world's oldest olive tree. This sucker is 4,000 years old. Can you believe that? Amazing. And one of the amazing things about the olive tree is that when you plant them, for the first few years, they take a whole lot of cultivation. For years, but you don't see any fruit. No fruit for your labor. It can be discouraging. But man, these trees, they're growing. But you don't see olives. Listen, sometimes it can be five, six, seven. 10, 12, 14 years. Hey, let me encourage somebody this morning. Sometimes it can be 20 to 25 years before you start seeing fruit from an olive tree. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's what's happening. What's happening is those roots, man, they're going down deep. They're getting strong. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, man, they're producing this harvest. Out of nowhere, there's just fruit coming off of them. And here we are today looking at a tree that's 4,000 years old. And it's still producing fruit. Listen, this is the promise of God for our children. Last verse, Psalm 128. Your children. <laughs> Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees. As they sit around your table, this is the Lord's blessing for those who fear Him. You may not see it right now. You may be discouraged. But come on, guys, those roots, they're, they're running deep. And that harvest is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. You're going to see a harvest. Don't lose hope. You're going to see the harvest. Listen, as, as parents, our greatest legacy, it's always going to be the kids that we raise in God's house because they're going to be the blessing to the world. And I'm going to do things a little bit different this morning, but if you're a parent here with kids of any age, I, will you please stand up? If you've got kids of any age, I just want you to stand up, and I want to pray for you right quick. Everybody bow your heads and close your eyes. God, I just... Thank you for every parent that's in here today, God, and those that are joining us online. God, I pray for encouragement right now. God, I pray against any guilt or shame or condemnation, Lord, or any brokenness that they may have came in with today, Lord. We just break that off in the name of Jesus, and we loose a spirit of peace and of joy. And God, I pray that they would recognize today, Lord, that we have the power of your Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit, come and live inside of us this morning. God, teach us your way. God, show us that wisdom that we need as parents, Lord. I just, God, I pray right now over every family, right now for unity, God, where there's brokenness. Even wayward children, they're coming home right now in the name of Jesus. God, there's going to be more unity than ever before in the families of the Father's house. God, right now I pray for healing in the name of Jesus where there's emotional brokenness or emotional hurt. God, that there would be healing in Jesus' name. That you would restore the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the, and the children back to the fathers, God. And from this moment on, Lord, that we would just see unity. Father, I pray for physical healing. Physical healing in every life of every family in this church, Father. And God, we just pray for transcending peace, Lord over each and every family in this house, God. God, we know that they belong to you, Lord. These kids belong to you. So today, we put them in your hands. God, bless the families. Bless these parents of the Father's House Church. In Jesus' name. Everyone, please have a seat. I got one more prayer. One more prayer I want to pray for you this morning. I don't want anybody looking around. This is a holy moment right now. If you would please just bow your heads and close your eyes and maybe you're a parent in here or anyone here this morning today that that you as I was talking that, that maybe you recognize that you can't be the parent that God has called you to be unless you have true relationship with him or you're here today and you just recognize through the worship today or through the ministry of the word uh, the, the, the moment of the message you may say to yourself, hey, I've been around church, but I don't have real relationship. I may have religion. I may even have interest. But I've never actually given my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody, today is the day to do that. Today is the day of salvation. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you down front. Nothing like that, but if if today's your day of salvation, the Lord's speaking to your heart right now and you want to give your heart to Him, on the count of three, I want you just to slip your hand up all across this room. One, God's speaking to your heart right now. Two, three, just put your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you, I see that, sir. Thank you, sir, I see that. Sir, I see you in the back. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, I see you over here. On the... Thank you, yes. See you right here, sir. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, you can put your hands down now. Guys, I want you to pray this prayer with me as I pray it. Jesus, today I give you my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and my mistakes. God, I turn, I turn away from all that right now. And I'm running to you. Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. And fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can live for you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you said that prayer and surrendered your life to Jesus, it's the best decision you will ever make, and we would like to celebrate with you. We have some tools to help you on your journey. Simply text DECIDED to 352-329-2301. That's 352-329-2301. Join us next time as we continue to love God love people, and make disciples.